blue wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 176 of Press Pass. Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry on what is, I feel like truly October is when fall feels like it truly hits, where the nights are crisp. Uh, You were so cold this morning, Joshua, that you actually had to run back and get your sweatshirt and you are indoors. Yes. Yeah. A little bit of an issue around here. Uh, Madison loves keeping this place nice and frosty. Uh, Oh, she likes it when it's cold. Okay. Yeah. It's at a nice chilly 65 in here. And you're sorry, you more opposite where you're okay with it being like the 70 temp in the winter. I I sleep in a sweatsuit. Like oh, that's I, me too. Yeah. I'm like, it, I'm crazy. All the heat. Yeah, that's how I am too. That's funny. It's usually the opposite. The, the women are usually the ones that are like, give me 18 blankets, you know, don't have the fan on. But that's uh, definitely not the case with you. Okay, so Joshua, this weekend, we were talking about it before the show was a little bit wild when it came to some of these games. We have seen now some of these ranked teams that were in the top 25 that kind of stayed there for the last two weeks and kind of have been exposed. Some of them have dropped out. And so voting in some of those new teams at the bottom, uh, we don't still know if those are really top 25 teams. But at this point, there's not a lot of choices (laughs) because you're having people go head to head, teams go head to head. And um, you're still kind of seeing, okay, who is really for real? And at the bottom of the top 25, too, they come and go, right? But I'm going to list the top 10, and um, you let me know what you think. There wasn't a lot of movement there. Um, However, there was a little. So Alabama actually takes a place with Georgia at number one Mm -hmm. um, because Georgia has had some, I guess, subpar performances against subpar teams. Kent State, Missouri last week where they pulled it together last minute. So they go to two. Um, I had Ohio State at two, but Ohio State is still at three. Michigan mm-hmm. at four. Clemson, I thought, played pretty well this past weekend. Um, still wanting to always see more from them. Uh, at five, USC, six, Oklahoma State. You know, Gundy's doing his thing over there. I know we have our opinions about him, um, yeah. but he's doing his thing. Uh, Tennessee did not play. They remain at eight. Old Miss beats Kentucky. Let's go Lane Kiffin, fan club right here, uh, moving up to nine, and then Penn State 10, Utah rounding, um, uh, Penn State 10. Yeah, so that's All right. 10. So let me let me run you down some thoughts here. Go for <clears throat> it. So um, I, I, I look at the points here for the, uh, the AP top 25. Uh, yes, I was um, going to say. Yeah, and so like you look at the points – between Alabama and Georgia, they're separated by two points, 1523, 1521. And then Ohio State, 1488. And it's not like it's a huge gap, but, um, you know, Ohio State's receiving some first place votes. I don't know if if some of these voters are actually watching this Ohio State team. I don't think they are. Um, Because they really haven't, like, they they haven't played anybody. Let's be completely clear about that. 
has Georgia really played anybody? Like they had that game against Oregon, but like, what do we think of Oregon? Like, I, I still am not fully convinced. On I'm Oregon. not convinced either. I think Oregon could lose at least two, maybe three games uh, left on their schedule this year. Um, in Washington conf- State should have beat them. Let me just remind yes, you. Yes, they should have. Like that's that's what I'm getting at. Um, Alabama, same thing. Like you played Texas real tight, and Texas is not good. Um, had had uh, Quinn Ewers not gotten hurt in that game, the outcome is probably different. Right. right. So Ohio State gets into the the ugly opening game with Notre Dame. They beat them by 11 points. Notre Dame scores 10. Ohio State's offense was challenged in a way that it really hasn't been in a while, and their defense is what stepped up. Mm-hmm. Then just go down the schedule and look at the next games after that. Ohio State's kicking people's behinds. And I know these aren't tough teams that they're playing, but they're kicking people's behinds. Yeah. Um, flip open the stat book now. Not only does Ohio State have one of the top offenses in the country um, in terms of scoring offense, I'm going to pull up the national stats right now just so I can get you uh, the number. Um, Ohio State, number one, excuse me, in scoring offense. I almost sold them a little bit short there. <laughs> how <laughs> how often do, do you do that? Right? Uh, number, number three in total offense. Okay, so let's go to okay. the defensive stats because that's where they struggled a year ago. Ohio State, uh, 14, tied for 14 in scoring defense in the country. And uh, this one's the one that makes Ohio State fans happy. Um, you are number 10 in the country in total defense. That is better go. than Georgia. Yep. Uh, like, I mean, come on, guys. No, this is, I this agree. Is, and, and none of this matters until the very end of the year. But I, I think that this one, two, three thing is a lot closer than a lot of these voters are giving it credit for at this point. It is. And honestly, I look at all these teams in the top three and I, and I know there's, there's some stuff going on with Bryce young, obviously. Um, but I will say this about Alabama. Cause I watched that game as well. When Bryce young went down the other day, it, it, there was no skipping of beats. Like the, they continued to, do what they needed to do. And I, and I, you know, I give Saban's team credit for that. Um, yes. But they do have talent like Ohio state does. That's kind of, you know, the depth is there. Um, But any of these teams right now, I could, I could seriously be like, well, they could be the best team in the country between the yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at it. And, no, and I just, that's I, where I'm at. you know, and when Ohio state, cause who does the Buckeyes have this weekend? Michigan State, and they—I mean—they ought to beat yeah, the yeah. piss they out of them. They should be. At, that's what I was just going to say. So I keep mean, on, keep Ohio on State doing should that. score sixty points in that. They game. should. Yeah, they really should. But good points brought up by you, and you're you're exactly right. And that's that's why, you know. And maybe I move them up again. It just depends on what happens. I've been really yeah. looking at these, and that's why I moved Georgia down. Look, I didn't right. have to move Georgia down. Some people didn't move Georgia down. Right. When you when you have two piss poor performances against those type of teams. Yeah. I, I don't care. I move in down when the other teams are doing more. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I said this to you before the show, and I, I think it's good for me to say this. Like I actually give Georgia more of a pass for having a, a, a ugly performance against uh, Kent state. Kent state. Than I, than I do for the one against Missouri, because a lot of times when I've been a player in that position where I, I just I fully 100% believe that Kent State cannot beat me like they literally mm-hmm. can't. So 
we could just roll our helmets out there and win that football game. Uh, whereas a conference team, I don't think they should be able to beat me, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, this is a conference game. Like these guys aren't just like, they're not Kent state. Um, and so sometimes you get a little bit sideways in, in the non-con games, like conference games, like, Georgia 100% looked like a team that felt like they could just roll out there and win by showing yeah. up. Um, and that ain't happening. Now, I, I want to um, get through a couple more of these teams. Um, last thing I'll say on Ohio State, though, is some of these voters, I understand, like, you can't watch every game. So, like, on a college football weekend, um, for example, you're probably not flipping on the Big Ten Network to watch Ohio State play Rutgers. And I'm, I totally get that. Um, but I, I would implore some of these people to watch the games through the lens of what they thought this Ohio State team was a year ago. Yeah. And you'll get a very different feel from this current team. And also, Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't even really played yet. Yeah, that's true. All that's right. a really um, do you know do you know like what when he'll be back? No, they're I, I think they're like not in any type of rush to bring him back. And why would you? Yeah. Right now. Um, I mean, basically, Jackson's got to be okay with the fact that he's probably not winning any national awards at this point. Well, yeah. Um, but outside of that, like, okay, he's going to get paid a lot of money too. So he'll be true. Um, Michigan, I'm still in uh, wait and see yeah. because I think they have another gear to their offense that they haven't really brought out yet. Um, and their their strength of schedule has been worse than Ohio State's. Um, yes, it has. Just based off of the non-con purely, it was that bad. Mm-hmm. They played some of the worst teams that anybody could play in college football, and it's not their fault because they made these mm-hmm. schedules a while ago. Um, but between what I saw from them against Maryland – and that game was way closer than I thought it should have been. And Michigan bowed up and won it. I give credit on both sides of that one. Um, and then against Iowa, like, defensively, they weren't going to be challenged at all. Um, I just – I don't know if I've seen that next year. So kind of wait and see. Clemson, yeah. I think, is phony. I don't like them. Should have You lost. still don't like – okay. Yeah. You still don't like Clemson. I mean, I, but I don't. They, I don't think they're a great team. So them playing – what was it? Wake? No, I had NC State. Oh, NC State. Yeah. So you are you not high on NC State either? And I'm not I saying was, they were they were I'm not gonna say I wasn't high on them, but I mean NC State I think was getting a lot of uh a lot of love that wasn't necessarily carryover worth. love from last year. Yeah. Um, no, I it's the ACC is still a hard one. I, I I honestly I really think Wake Force is a great team. Um and continues to, you know, kind of be there in the polls at kind of the mid, the bottom part of it. But, you know, and I know they've, they've lost a game this year, but I, you know, I, I don't know about Clemson. I, I think DJ Uyunglele is, is doing more than, than what we thought maybe coming off of that crappy year last year. I didn't really know if he had it, but um, yeah, I'm that's to be sure. determined. It's to be determined there, too. I'm still not sure the man has it. I, I just – I don't think he's – I think he is um, 
I think he's an average college wide receiver or excuse me, quarterback. quarterback. Um, and he, he has been, I think he's been a lot more efficient, mm-hmm. but the top end to me still just doesn't, it's just not what Clemson's had the last couple of quarterbacks. I'll put it like that. Um, I'm not going to bury the kid, but I don't think that that's a quarterback that I give a ton of confidence in. Like he's there's there's going to be a point this year where he completely loses them a game. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm on the USC bandwagon. Well, um, let's because see about that let's so just wait till this weekend. That's let's just that's, wait till this weekend. That's my thing, though. Is I think their defense can be a liability for them. Yes. Um. But that offense is stupid, though. It's a good Ridiculous. team. It's a good team. But I will say this. Have you checked out Washington State's defensive stats? Yes, you might I want have. to check those out. I have. That's That'd a legit a- good defensive team. That'll and I've watched, I've watched enough football from them. And if anyone's going to be their biggest critic, it's going to be me. And I will say that their defense has, has you know, besides I know the, the – the bleeding of of what happened in the fourth quarter of Oregon. But if anything, I think that could have been a lesson for this team um, moving forward when taking on teams like this, like a USC or, or a team like that that's a higher-ranked team that has that talent. Um, so I, I think – I'm not going to say Washington State's going to beat them, but I'm saying they could. They could. Uh, I'm, I'm totally there with you. Totally like you're there right. with you. The USC, USC is – The offense is there. shot, though. Yes. Yeah. The U- the offense is there. Um, was there Let's any see. other one in the top ten that you wanted to address? Yeah. Oh, how I'll about you, Ole I'll Miss? Give you, I'll give you two more. Um, Ole Miss. I hate to say it. I'm still waiting and seeing on them too. I didn't think Kentucky was really all that good. Yeah. I think that Kentucky was just by the way that everything worked out with these weekly you know polls and kind of who everybody played they did last year and the whole like i'm still trying to get a read on them but i love lane kiffin so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and then um penn state i think is is a phony top 10 team oh they i mean they beat the piss out of auburn auburn sucks yeah that's true and what have they done they almost lost to purdue in week one like hello and then they play Ohio University, and everybody's like, oh, man, they fixed their run game. And I'm like, guys, it's Ohio U. Like, let's hold the phone here. Let's pump the brakes here. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's just that I feel like everything then, like in the – I just feel like the top 25, majority of these teams, we don't know anything about still, which is kind of like – about anybody. It's kind of hard to, to uh, really say that anything is legit unless you're like the top – three teams at this point that's the hard part because all because all these i feel like all the beginning of the season now is non-conference games that don't matter unless it's like a a big battle that's a real problem in college football real problem and then and then i feel like a lot of these big time programs like that we're talking about that are the highly ranked teams they're taking on their like the worst teams in the conference early on too. Yes. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's bad. Um, so Ohio state this weekend has, um, Michigan state, Michigan state. You said, so the game that I'm, I'm interested in down here is of course, Tennessee ranked number eight. 
Tennessee was on the bye week last week, so they did not play, and LSU is now in the top They'll beat the piss out of LSU. And you were talking about their – and I am not sold on LSU at all. I think LSU – I think they got in the top 25 because of the name. They're because they're LSU. Yeah, they're not a top 25 team. I've watched them play. And um, mind you, Florida State beat them also early on in the year. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like getting all my my years. No, they they beat them. Yeah, they they beat them early on in the year. And I just haven't seen anything that great from them moving forward from that game that's made me think that they're a top 25 team. So I think Tennessee – um, barring they've got a, a little bit of injury here and there. Um, they're losing a defensive player. And then I don't know if Cedric Tillman is going to play, but you saw them in the, in the last game against Florida. Uh, they had other guys step up. I think the only thing that I'm really skeptical about with the Vols is their pass defense. Um, that's the one thing that's the secondary is, is something that I still haven't been completely um, sure about yet. But other than that, I don't think they're getting tested back there. Though. They're not getting tested back there on that <laughs> on that day. So I think that they'll, like you said, take care of business. Yeah, they're they're a good football team. I've I've been uh, very positive their direction because um, I think they have a good football coach who knows what the hell he's doing, mm-hmm. and um, they've got a quarterback who um, has paid his dues and continued to get better. Um, and then you mentioned how the rest of it has come together. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for this team. I think Tennessee fans can be a bit insufferable. Uh, yeah. But outside of that, like I'm I'm happy. Well, let me tell you something. As a person, a reporter, broadcaster, whatever you want to call it, who has covered Ohio State and who has covered Tennessee, I will tell you something. The fans are very unique. Both ends. They would even say to challenge themselves on who has the most diehard, crazier fan base. And that's a fact. Say that one more time for me. I said, when you talk about Tennessee and Ohio mm-hmm. State, those two fan bases are as about as, you know, intense as it gets, like with their teams and, the, mm-hmm. and how, you know, they'll fight on who's, who's whatever, but now covering both teams it's pretty crazy, like how passionate both fan bases are. Yeah, no, Tennessee fans, and it, I think the passion is it's it's a little bit different in ways um, because Ohio State's had like sustained sustained yeah, success, success, whereas Tennessee fans are like a very proud fan base that has been successful in the past and are like, why can't we do that again? Yeah. Um, and now they're like inching closer. And so some fans are already like beating their chest and other fans are like, ah, I'm scared. Let's let's not let's not take the victory lap quite yet. No, you're exactly right. But it is it is fun, though, to see just how, you know, intense that is. And and I talk about Ohio State just the time up there covering the Buckeyes and people always say, God, those fans are like they actually call Ohio State fans sometimes like mean and I'm like I've never experienced that like they're intense like they know their football but I don't think they're mean um and I think just because you're you're the south you think just because it's the south people fans are nice they're just intense I'm like no fans in the south are not nice yeah at all 
Yeah. If you read the message boards from the, yeah. from the Southern schools, these people are crazy. They're crazy. Uh, speaking of, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you about the little bit, speaking of crazy, the little brawl that happened at the, the end of the Ohio State Rutgers game. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Yes. So what in the heck happened? All right. Um, so did you actually, did you watch the game? I didn't did watch the whole that? game. No, yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine that you would have been on the game um, by that point. Ohio State's up 39 yeah, points. Yeah, the, um, the channel had been turned. Okay, so Greg Schiano, let's let's set the stage here. And this is not a, a point the finger at anybody thing. This is just a set the stage to understand the context. Um, he, he's always, he's constantly in his bag of tricks against Ohio state constantly yeah. in his bag of tricks. So, um, like the man rolls out, uh, four different players that take a snap at quarterback in the first drive and, um, Ohio state muffed a punt early and, uh, they're able to score, uh, records off of the muff punt. Like they get the ball back, run a couple plays in the end zone up yeah. for the first time in nine seasons against Ohio State for the first time they go up. So Greg Shiano's like, uh-huh, yeah, we got some uh, momentum here, so let's onside kick it. Mm-hmm. And they onside kick it, and it's no good. Uh, Ohio State <laughs> recovers it. So, like, basically, he was in his bag of tricks all game. Comes out, second half, uh, like, the, the, uh, for the kickoff or – I think it was for the second half kick onside kick. Like, like Greg is trying to get every advantage he can in the game. So they're down by 39 points, but Greg's like, ah, it's like, ah, I still got to try to get it. So he tries to come after a freaking punt. He tries to, he tries to block a punt and um, they run this overload rush and they get collapsed down. And his guys are just running straight up the football field and there's no contain. So when we would run, blocks on our pump block team one of the things that we always made sure to do was have a contain rusher on the punter yeah to to force the punt we would always say make sure you force the punt um just in case it's a roll punt or whatever like you get these rugby punters you get the australian rules guys they like to roll out force the punt they don't force the punt they say fuck it we're not gonna force any kind of punt like fuck it we're just gonna (laughs) come after it and see if we can block it so Ohio State's punter, his name is Jesse Mirko. He's he's rolling, right, doing his little punt steps, and he kind of he kind of stutter steps like he's getting ready to kick it, and then he looks up, and then he looks back down like he's about to let it go, and then he sees all that grass. He looks up again, and he just takes off. And so now it looks like Ohio State just ran a fake punt up forty points, which in theory that's what happened, but. In practice, it was not a called fake punt. It was your punter doing what you coach him to do. So you sit right. there in a special teams meeting. On the other side, when you're the punt team, you're like, hey, if they're coming after it and nobody forces the punt, you pull that sucker down, you get as many yards as you can, and you get out of bounds. Like, that's the coaching point. But the thing that they don't tell you is what the coaching point should be when you're up by 39 points. Yep, Coaches exactly. don't coach for that situation. Like nobody wants to prepare for a game thinking they're ever going to be up by 40. So nobody probably had the conversation with the punter that, Hey man, you know, if we get up big in this game, like you shouldn't do that. And uh, so then here's a kid out. And and the other thing too, 
from the kids' perspective because coaches, they have uh, respect for each other and yeah. nobody wants to upstage anybody. The kids don't give a damn. The kids don't like, care. I can tell you as a player, I was out there trying to embarrass folks. I was out there sure. trying to make a kid look like he did not deserve to be on scholarship. Yep. So the players don't care. The coaches is a big deal. So anyway, punter runs it. He gets out of bounds. The Rutgers uh, punt returner clocks him, decks him, two yards out of bounds, hit him, right? So then a little melee ensues on the sideline. Ohio State guys trying to protect their punter. And then the Rutgers guys trying to get their their punt returner out of there and kind of protect their guy too, which I appreciate for both sides. Um, the the Rutgers punt returner, and I'm not, I'm not saying the kid's name purposefully because I don't want anybody to bury him because he doesn't deserve that. I think he's a uh, – He's a good kid who I respect that made a very stupid play out of frustration. He took a shot that he should not have. So I'm not here to defend him, um, but I'm just here explaining what both sides look like, like where everybody's at, right? And so then Greg Schiano comes over and he's kind of pulling his guys back. And then um, he starts barking at Ryan and Ryan starts barking at him. Like they kind of, they, they make eye contact and they both start barking at each other. Um and so it was kind of like a very interesting scene. And so I'm in the booth as this is going on. And so I try to draw up what Rutgers did and what the punter saw. And I made it very yep. clear. I'm like, Ryan's not calling this. I'm like, the kid's pulling it down. And the Rutgers, like the, the two Rutgers fans who are actually into football and were like butthurt about it, were like, oh, oh, you're such a homer. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to call Ohio State games. Why would you defend them running a fake? Said, I'm not defending anything. I'm explaining to you guys how this happened because I'm telling you, Ryan Day is a way better coach than to try to to um, to try to call a fake this late in the game. And Greg Schiano should also understand too that if Ryan Day is not supposed to, or the punter is not supposed to pull it down and run it when he's up 39, then you shouldn't give him an opportunity to do that either. Like. The rules don't just work one way. Like you don't get to just run punt block schemes and, and try to come after punts with the assumption that, well, these guys won't upstage us. So he'll just stand there and let us block it. Like that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and so they were both hot. And then after the game, which we covered, uh, Ryan and Greg had a conversation and Ryan was explaining to him like, dude, you know, I would not call that. Um, our guy just like he saw the he saw the opening, he took it, and yeah. Greg obviously felt some type of way. So, you know, he I, he understood it, but he was still just very displeased. Um, and it was it was a lot of drama, man. Um, well, and also punters like kicker yeah. specialists, like you guys, kind of piss me off, man. Because man. You, you create so much chaos, you don't you don't practice that much. Uh, yeah. Right? And then on Saturdays, you it's always look at me. Yeah. I want to I want to be the guy who's in the memes, but I'm also gonna miss the kicks when it matters. Or I'm I'm also they want gonna, their attention. They they want too much attention, but they don't put the work in. Exactly. And look at now. Now you you had a whole you you caused a whole fight. It's like reality hey, TV. They, they well, that's the thing. You got entertainment at the end of that game. There there wasn't else you know much else you were gonna get because Ohio State was gonna beat that, yeah. but. At least you got a, a WWE brawl at the end there. Whether they wanted it or not. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, both of the, the coaches got unsportsmanlike penalties. I, and the Rutgers or Turner got ejected. Like, it was – it was. See, oof. that's 
that's why I wanted to bring you on to give the whole storyline of this building up. Because when you see it on Twitter and you're not watching it, and you're just looking at whatever headline Twitter put up or whatever headline, you know, was being put up all over the place with. Yeah. The, with the headlines piss Shiana, me off you know? because it's like, it's not what happened. And also. Yeah, exactly. I want to make this clear too, as a, uh, a, a neutral member of the media now, um, I respect, I respect Ryan Day. I respect Greg Shiano as much as I respect anybody um, in coaching right now because of the way that he personally has treated me. And right. um, I know right. that that's how he treats his players. He's a great connector. And um, Ryan and Greg have a ton of respect for one another. They've worked together in the past. Like they, they truly do respect each other. So this whole idea that there's like beef and all this crazy stuff, it's like, no, no, no. These are two highly emotional guys yeah. who want to have the back of their players in a crazy situation that nobody, myself included, sitting up there in the booth just trying to get out of there when this game is out of hand, anticipated what happened. Nobody thought we were going to have to go and do all of that on Saturday. Nobody expected. Nope. And that's why I needed you to explain it. So there you go, people. There's the real story behind it. So um, I will be starting my new gig. And I will be uh, changing over, not fully, but I will be um, hosting a new uh, morning show here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I will be pairing up with two other guys, a former Vol football player, uh, Ramon Foster, also played with the Steelers, and um, Will Bowling. He's uh, from the Nashville area, went to Tennessee as well. So I'm doing this show with two Tennessee Vols, so I'm going to have to be the neutral one here. But a uh, really exciting gig. It's the home of the Titans, home of the Vol station. Uh, really good stuff in terms of just being able to talk sports for four hours straight, and then I'll be able to do freelance work. So I'm going to be doing some work still here in town for TV, and then hopefully get on the sideline soon when somebody actually like wants to hire somebody with a lot of experience, who's like covered a ton of teams all over the country, but that's up to the people in the higher up. Hey, so um, first off, congratulations. And uh, we had, we had spoken about this, but I think this is a wonderful opportunity for you. Um, And uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see kind of where this thing goes, because I think you'll be a very unique voice in that space and uh, it will suit you extremely well um my my follow-up to this is um is ramon still like a real big dude he's yeah he's a big dude he's actually trying to lose a little bit of weight just in terms of it's, his you know making sure yeah. he's he's because he's a big dude like he's yes. a big and i want yeah, to he was, remind he played you at like 3 30 yeah he did and see it's funny that everybody knows ramon i swear to you like he is one of the coolest people you'll ever meet but I, being from the West Coast, did not know a lot about Ramon Foster, and I didn't play football, you know, either. But he's not that old either, so I feel like a lot of people still know his name. But yeah. I swear, everybody I talk to knows Ramon. Yeah. It, it's crazy. He's got I, a lot um, of a lot of uh, respect in the league. So, like, I, I don't personally know him. Obviously, yeah. know of him. So, um, if I ever make it down that way, I'm going to ask you to make an introduction. But, well, um, I, I want to, I actually had talked to the guys about this, but uh, I I mentioned having some of my people on the show now because I've got obviously different contacts than they do. So I was thinking about, you know, even having you on sometime because you now cover a variety of things, you know? And yeah. so I think I'm going to um, mention to 
to them having you on. So we'll, we'll get you on the show for sure. Oh, for sure. I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, I was curious because the, the big dudes, they always want to shed a couple pounds. Yep. Now this is Kayla where, uh, you come in and I know that, uh, you know, you, you go to your exercise classes. Yes. You know? I'm about to go to my yoga here soon. So yeah, let's get my man on some vinyasa. That's what I'm saying. I am actually going to pitch this. You know me. I'm just like, whatever. Yes. I just, I'm going to pitch him going to one of my hot yoga classes just so they can bring in uh, the the little, it doesn't need to be a big camera, but they can bring in some stuff. We can put it on our show. We can get him talking afterwards about it. I think it'd be hilarious. It would be freaking hilarious. That so I'm going to pitch it. Well, um, no, I'm excited for you and this opportunity. And uh, I know we had had many conversations just about, um, you know, professionally where things would go. But I think uh, just with the, the subcontext of everything, this is the one that I'm excited about. So, yeah. And it's, you know, I, I, I definitely have end goals. And um, so this is not the end all be all for me, but it's definitely something that um, I think will be a good new challenge. Will yes. uh, I mean, I've been everywhere and yes. I just always want to be better and learn more. And I think going to the radio side of things are going to, it's going to help me even more. It's going That's to, what I'm most excited you about. You know? Yeah. It's, so it's I think. Because of the newness of it. Exactly. Exactly. So I think like it, it'll be a good thing. So yeah, stay tuned for that. If you guys want to ever, um, if you're ever up early in the mornings, you can watch it on, um, like, I think we stream on Twitch, YouTube. It's on the internet, on Twitter, everything. So we stream everything. So if y'all ever want to catch anything in the mornings, it that's where you can find it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of Press Pass. Where can they follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RIP underscore J-E-P. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at not Josh Perry. Um, and I'm back in studio with the Big Ten Network. Yeah. For the rest of the season, I'm done with games. So uh, any of y'all who want the Big Ten flavor, it's going to be a long Saturday for your boys. So you can check me there. He puts in the work. To, I'll tell you that much. He puts in the work, people. Uh, you can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV. No, I'm not going to change my Twitter handle because I'll still be doing TV. <laughs> at um, Kayla Anderson Radio. Yeah, not not changing <laughs> it. Not happening. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, we appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend and enjoy your teams. Hopefully my Washington state Cougs beat USC. All right. Peace.